Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. That's ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Again, that's ebaymotors.com. It's the list and your boy. Uh, Jimmy Van. And Sean Ross Sapp. Fightful.com. Yeah, yeah. What's up, you guys? Sean Ross Sapp. Welcome to Fightful. It's July 5th, 2023. It's after... Canada Day, it's after Independence Day, it's after, I don't know what the hell they celebrate in London. I'll tell you what they celebrate in London, Jimmy. Dongs and clams! That's what Caden says, dongs and clams. Oh boy, we're going to talk about it. I'm going to review the show Naked Attraction on this show today. But, this is my first time being here in a couple weeks. Uh, had a fill-in for last week's Raw, this week's Raw, a few shows last week. But how about this? FightfulSelect.com. I went and did a bunch of bonus shows. I did two text-based Q&As. I did a review of Money in the Bank and SmackDown. Then I did a review of all the shows that I missed last week. Uh, Two Raws, a Collision, a Dynamite. We also have the backstage report over there. FightfulSelect.com. We have news on why Triple H wasn't at WWE Raw this week. The best $5 in the business. But if you want to get your Super Chats and Humper Chats in, ask questions and statements on the show, that's generally what we do here. We talk about the topics that you guys want to talk about, but maybe a few other things as well. Get those in at YouTube.com slash Fightful, as well as HumperChats.com. HumperChats.com allows you to leave your question or statement before we go on the air, like days before we go on the air, any number of things. But also leave a thumbs up on this video. Make sure you subscribe. We're inching closer, Jimmy. 100,000. I'm working magic again, Sean. I told you how how it would work, didn't I? I told you. What's that? What? Shorts. Shorts. Jimmy, I have asked for a shorts editor for four months. <laughs> oh, come for on. four months, come I asked on. for a shorts editor. Sean was like, I'll get to it this summer sometime. I'll get yeah, it. Yeah, for four months. I've been yeah. asking for new merch. I've been asking for new shorts editors, all that yeah. stuff. I snap my fingers and it gets done. That's the it's, way things it's are wild. To well, we've got some people here. People are asking about London, Jimmy. Yeah, I was going to ask you about that. About how I got your the, the, what I want to do first, just before you go into that, is I want to get props to Rob Bull. He's he is my video editor, and he put together the new intro for Listen, You Boy. And I know that Sean has been kind of saying to me, you know, what do you think about changing the name? What do you think about changing the name? And I'm still open to it. But in the meantime, I had Rob put together a new intro, and I thought he you that bullshit. You knew what you were doing there. No. You knew what you were doing. Oh, Jimmy loves the name. Jimmy loves the name. The list from the list in, uh, of Jericho from 2006. I got it somewhere. Or 2016. 
the your boy, a thing I used to say like seven years ago. By the way, happy birthday to Fightful. We're seven this week. That's right. Um, yeah. I, I hate the name. I hate it. I want this to be a super chat driven show, honestly, because we make a lot more money. And then I don't have to have Jimmy going, Sean, you know, this payroll's getting out of control because we don't pay our, our writers poverty wages. Uh-huh. Uh, don't get me started. Uh. Don't get me started. You know, maybe psychologically, maybe I, I love the name or I don't want to change the name because you hate it. That could be psychologically what's going on. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, that's productive. That's productive. Listen, I don't care. I got my dividend <laughs> payment <laughs> yesterday. I'm about to pay Wish off my did. Ford Bronco. Yes. I'm good to go. Uh-huh. I, I saw the June out. report. I saw the June report. You're like the highest paid guy in, in the history of Fightful, Sean Rossat. I should be, Jimmy. I should be. And I don't, I'm not shy about saying that. I should be the highest paid guy in Fightful history. Uh-huh. But we've got uh, Humper Chats, Super Chats. We've got, uh, let's see here. Darren Walker saying, Sean, did you enjoy your Uber taxis in London? I was there for SmackDown Money in the Bank. Question is, Renee Paquette stopped doing sessions over the last two months. No new interviews. Sessions is done, unfortunately. Is it? Uh, yeah. Uh, she was taking some time off, and I haven't heard of any plans for her to redo it. I'm hoping I can get an interview with her soon. I would love to do one in person because she's about an hour from me. But um, I'm bummed by that, man. I think that Renee is so good at what she does. She is such a, a comforting personality that you want to open up to. And I think that that it, it was something special as well, but it, it's a bummer. It is a bummer. You got to be a real piece of shit to not love Renee Paquette. Yeah. Because Renee Paquette's fucking awesome. If so anybody, gotta... if anybody's got an issue with Renee Paquette, they need to kind of look inward. I think yes, I agree. I agree because mm, I agree, uh, but uh, we've got uh, Darren asking if I like the Uber taxis in London. So good friend, Stephanie Chase. She does the, the prediction shows kind of warned me against getting cabs there. She goes, if they hear your accent, they're going to take you on the scenic route and run up that price. So really? we, well, yeah, Uber's we set, right. Uber set your price is set for, for taxis. Oh, for taxis. Uh, Uber yeah. is pretty much set. We tried to do the tube, but it was too full to even get on. So, mm. but yeah, I spent a lot of money on Ubers there because where we stayed, we were both 50 minutes from the airport and 45 minutes from the O2. So we're like, let's just stay smack dab sort of in the middle next to all the sites like Buckingham Palace, Big Ben. Big Ben's one of the most impressive structures I've ever seen in my life. It's beautiful. Um, Makes me think of a European vacation. You remember that scene? (laughs) No, I don't. Chevy Chase and his family, they can't get out of the roundabout. And so they keep going past Big Ben every five minutes because they can't get That's out of funny. it. One of the one of the one of his children says, "By the way, what does the Queen do?" And Chevy Chase goes, "She queens." <laughs> Jesus, Jesus. We've got. Um, let's see. We got okay. We we've got some that are are maybe not uh, UK related that we'll save for later. But the condom <laughs> says, "Big fan, first time humper chat." How did you enjoy your trip to London? I, I did enjoy it, but I'll tell you what. I love Kentucky. I love where I live, and I I realize I'm a three- or four-night kind of traveler. On the way there, Jimmy, though, thought I was going to sleep. Nope. Not when somebody's kicking my seat for seven straight hours to the Check. point where it almost had to be intentional. Did you say anything? Not, nope, I didn't. Uh, I have manners. Oh. Uh, the, person, the person in front of me reclined all the way back, That's even though he— yeah. even though he had an exit row seat. So he was stretched out. 
Uh, that sucked. Then my monitor didn't work. Couldn't watch anything on TV or any movies there. Damn. So. Damn. Uh, those, those, those kickbacks I was paying to the airline staff, they really worked uh, out. I'm upgrading my ticket there in August. That's for sure. Uh, but the trip back was fine. The trip back was great. I, I was plenty rested. After a couple days, I just decided, well, I'm going to stay on Eastern time because I had to get up for like two things right. early. And we're like, well, why? What's the benefit of us not staying on Eastern time? Like, there really wasn't any. We could get up and do all the same stuff that we wanted to, and everything was fine. But uh, that was cool. Favorite chant from Money in the Bank. Oh, man. The one I didn't even understand. It was the one in the main event with Roman, Roman Reigns. Yeah, it was it was a takeoff of a soccer chant. The the thing I love the best is that the crowd actually sang John Cena's theme song. That was awesome. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, them them singing the music was really really great. That was cool. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you one of my favorite reactions. Not even Drew, not even Roman, which by the way got us over 4 million views on YouTube or Facebook rather. Uh not Cena coming back. It was the Shayna Ronda turn. Because there was not a single person in that venue that expected that to happen. And it was a legitimate shock. And it felt like once a match, there was either a big moment or a big shock that happened. A return, a comeback, a shocking moment, or or just something big happening. I thought it was a well-laid-out show. And uh, he says, UK Fightful fan, awesome seeing you in Quizzlemania with the lads. I definitely got screwed out of Quizzlemania for sure, but... The WrestleTalk guys were all taller than I had anticipated. They were all like, I thought Ollie Davis would be like five foot seven. <laughs> and he wasn't. He was like a half inch taller than me. There you shocking. go. There you go. Did you, because I, I told you about a few places to go, Leicester Square and all the tourists go to Piccadilly Circus. Did you have a chance to go to We didn't get like to that? go to Piccadilly. We wanted to, but, um, you know, the, it's always possible there could be a next time. It was something my wife wanted to do, but. Right. Even she was like, yeah, I built it up in my head quite a bit type of thing. But, you know. That's you cool. Know, I, li but, I, I like it. I've been there a few times, and, and Leicester Square I really like. That's usually where I stay in hotel. Yeah. So well, let me tell you what we're going to kick this show off with, Jimmy. Garvin Rowe says, as a Brit, you're all in for an education. Keep in mind, this is shown just after 9 p.m. watershed when TVPG becomes TVMA. So, guys, especially if you're in the UK, get in your super chats, get in your helper chats about this because we get back at about midnight ish Sunday night, midnight British time, and we are off on a bike ride across the city, yada, yada. And we walk in, Jimmy, and our TV is on, hotel TV is on. We had just been watching just whatever was on, normal British stuff. I don't know what the hell they do. But what is staring back at us as we walk into the room, Jimmy? A very large, uncircumcised penis. <laughs> just, I'm talking like full-on anteater, just staring us down. Did you turn TV. to your wife and say, hey, cool, they fixed the pay-per-view? Well, she had been back in the room to change briefly earlier. <laughs> I'm like, what did you put it on? And then there's just this, this woman that's up there just breaking it down, breaking down the ins and outs of this, this thing that we are witnessing. And then they go over one, one square. There's just a woman's vag just boop, right there. And the woman is breaking down what she likes and doesn't like about that. 
And I'm like, what is going on here? It was Wait like a, a second, train wreck. The, who's breaking it down? The the the, the vag owner? No, 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 no. Else? So we can't see the faces of the owners of the penis or the vag. <laughs> okay. The dong or the clam, as we'll call it right and who's here. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. If you had an extra hour in your day, what is the first thing that you would do? Read a book, take a nap, play some video games, do something for a friend, volunteer. A lot of us spend our lives wishing that we had more time. But the question is, time for what? And if it was unlimited, how would you go about using it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important for you and to make it a priority. And therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Therapy is so valuable. It's gotten me through some tough times, really helped me reflect on things that are important, specifically with BetterHelp. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be the convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. This is so beneficial when you've got that crammed schedule and you can't even imagine finding that extra hour. You can do it all from home. Fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Fightful today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash Fightful. It's so flexible and it can help you find that social sweet spot with BetterHelp. That's BetterHelp.com slash Fightful. Imagine it. Who's, who's speaking? So it's this woman um, on a dating show. Oh, and she's okay. a bisexual woman, so she's choosing between men and women here. And the host is like talking it over with her and saying, oh, what do you like in a penis? What do you like in a dong? What do you like in a clam? Any of those things. And it's a dating show where at first they, they reveal the bottom half. And you eliminate somebody based on that. Okay. <laughs> so there, we watched two episodes. We would have watched a lot more if it went longer. Uh, no pun intended. But the second one was a guy, and he's a very shy guy. And he eliminated this woman. Oh, he had instant regrets, Jimmy. He was regretting it. Oh, my. You should have seen the look on his face. He's like, Oh no! <laughs> I oh like he was bummed because she was a pretty girl. So why did he reject her? He couldn't see her face. He couldn't see anything above the clam, Jimmy. D Don't do judge you... a clam by its shell, as they always say. Really? Do you get to talk to them at all? Briefly, as they leave. Now it's funny because later on, he very clearly knew he wanted to eliminate one woman because she she was out, and he's like, ah, bye, see you, mate, bye. One of those. So you eliminate them based on the bottom half. Then they go up to the neck. You eliminate another one. Wow. Based on what you got there. Then you see their faces. You eliminate somebody based on that. And only after that, when you're down to like two, do you actually get to hear them or know anything about them? It is amazing. What kind it of is people? Amazing. Like the, the people that are going on the show to be the model. Yeah. These must be people looking for attention, right? They must be like uh, uh, models. So at, the, at the end of the show, it's like, if you want to participate, here's where you hit us up at. Right. Yeah. But I mean, they're like no plugs. They're not plugging OnlyFans or, or their Patreon. They ain't plugging FightfulSelect.com. Wish they were. 
did you sign up while you were there, Sean? What? Did you sign up for the show just just as just for the I experience? Didn't. I didn't. I won't be on that show. <laughs> um, but yeah, the show's called Naked Attraction. I couldn't stop watching it. I'm sure you couldn't could. stop watching you it. Probably it was, binged the entire season, didn't you? I wish <laughs> it was great. And somebody somebody told me there was a wrestling themed one at one point. And I was like, I don't know if I'd like that. I don't know if I'd like that at all. But maybe we'll do our own version of it. Everybody just sub actually don't submit us applications. I don't want that at all. I don't want that at all. No. Somebody says no. must have been Channel Four. Let me tell you one thing, David Smith. It was one hundred percent. Absolutely, Channel 4. It was Channel 4 without a shadow of a doubt. Yeah, they are they are much more laid back over there. Like I've You I've, think? But I don't have oh. a problem with it. I don't have an issue with it. Let me tell you my favorite part. Okay. So you could tell that some of these people were letting people go further in the competition just to make them feel better. They had no desire to to really pick them. They had in their mind who they're gonna they were gonna pick. So, the second round was this very shy guy, very shy girl. They go out on a date, and he's it's very weird. Because he's like, yeah, I'm going to intentionally cut it short. Leave her wanting more. And they had a good time. They shared, like, the most, oh, no, you might have mono kiss I've ever seen. <laughs> uh, like, it was like a little peck, whatever. And then it says, three weeks later, and they're back, and he's like, oh, good to see you again. And they had both been like, yeah, this went great. Three weeks later, mind you. And they go, oh, would you all go on a date again? And she goes, yeah. And he goes, oh, what a relief. I'm like, wait, this went well? And y'all ain't talked in three weeks? Three weeks? Like, I, I, I know on like sitcoms, they used to be like, oh, you got to wait a day or two. Got to wait a day or two before the advent of texting and instant messaging and all that stuff. Three weeks? Right, she's each other seen they had each other's contact information? Yes. And I know this because the episode before, they go, oh, what happened after your date? And the girl's like, oh, yeah, about that. We fucked. <laughs> <laughs> and it showed uh -huh. a picture of them hanging out naked. <laughs> uh -huh. And then she's like, oh, yeah, but we've broken up since then. <laughs> and they met up and they talked about it. It was... And this other boy, oh boy, was not even mess. She's married by now, dude. Three weeks, it's over. Yeah, yeah possible. Yeah, I mean, how Naked much of this? Attraction. How much? How much of this show is scripted? Too, a lot of this shit is scripted. Honestly, I gotta say, it is one of the least scripted-looking shows like this I've ever seen. Okay. Like it feels there's not a real. lot. There's not a lot you can script on there because the whole show is here's some clams, here's some dongs. Here's some boobs. Here's their faces. What do you think about these? Hmm. As opposed to like, you know, like those MTV dating shows where that guy's like, I'm a bad boy and I'm not going to tailor myself to anybody. One of those. <laughs> you Did know you, the shit I'm talking about. You know, my old buddy, Kelvin, who Sean knows, he was on oh, the third boy. wheel. Do you remember the third wheel? <sighs> yeah, I do. He was on that. And did you know? Justin Roberts, uh, you know, an old friend of mine, he got paid $3,000 to be on Jerry Springer. Did I ever tell you that? Please. I don't think, I don't think Justin would mind if I, say, if I say that. It's been 25 years. Okay. He, so he got paid three grand to be on Jerry Springer and pretend that his girlfriend was sleeping with her own twin sister. That was the story. 
which just proved that Springer was full of shit because everybody knew it was, but that was confirmation. Oh, buddy. I've got multiple friends who have been on Jerry Springer. You'd be shocked to learn. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, I mean, they, they, they really hit the wrestling circuit there at one point, you know? Well, no, I mean, not even wrestling. Like, just people from my local town that had been on Jerry Springer. Ah. Now, as part of a scripted thing or legit? Yes. Okay, yeah, scripted. okay, okay. Scripted, yeah, yeah, absolutely yeah. scripted. Right. Okay. Oh, boy. Naked attraction. I'll tell the wife. I'll tell the wife. <sighs> yeah. yeah. How did your oh. wife like it? Like, was she? Uh, we it, we as... both watched it. We were both watching the hell out of it. We oh, couldn't yeah. stop watching it. <laughs> okay. Like, it, when, when you're not used to that type of thing. Okay, right. so what I realized, and it, it was sort of confirmed to me by people who, who followed up about it, Violence is much more looked down upon on UK TV, whereas nudity isn't. And uh, it's the the opposite here. Like you can you can stab somebody right in the head and watch their brain brain fly out, but you ain't yeah. seeing a set of boobs on on cable TV hardly. It's yeah. very weird. By the way, uh, weird. Gemini season in the chat is correct. It was called the fifth wheel, not the third wheel. That's my bad. Mm. The show Calvin was on. Yeah. How are we going to possibly, are you ready to transition to pro wrestling after uh, your naked attraction? Uh, I guess I, I do want to say Luke Owen sent me a message uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> that he was just like, the dicks just stare back at you on that show. <laughs> my wife is watching. She sent me a message. She goes, don't forget the person choosing the people also has to get naked at the end. Oh, they that do. Is true. Yes. So they do as well. And then does the first person <laughs> get to reject them? No, they go out on a date regardless. Okay. Regardless. Let's just see if they like what I would imagine is there's, and I don't know. I would imagine there's some sort of pre-screening process where the contestants are like asked, would you be interested in this person type of thing? I'm sure. Before. I'm sure they know what they're getting into hundred percent. Well, um, if there's one thing that we know how to get into, it's a good old fashioned direction here at fightful. <laughs> bluechew.com slash fightful bluechew has the same active ingredients as viagra and cialis so you know they work take it from the face of bluechew jimmy van <laughs> That's the same, act, same active ingredients so you know they're going to work but they work on your schedule or maybe uh when you're not on a schedule maybe you can't get that motivation maybe you're not confident maybe you don't have that main event level performance i don't know Maybe you're participating in a little tag team action. I don't know how y'all are doing it. Six-man tag, a little battle royale, maybe some mixed tag. Doesn't matter with BlueChew.com and the code Fightful. It's going to make sure that you have better sex, have stronger, harder erections. And how about this? It's much more discreet than naked attraction. How? How, you ask? Well, you don't have to wait in line at the pharmacy. You don't have to wait in line at the doctor's office. No more awkward visits because the consultation is done online. And if approved, it ships straight to your door safely, discreetly. Mailman's not going to know about it either. You ain't got the mailman rolling up with his dong or her clam out. Heck no. <laughs> they won't, Like, Jimmy, you could at least print off a better version of this. That Yeah, I know. I need to get around to that. I yeah, would. you do. Because, mm. like, this is how it's done. Look That's much that. better. That's much more. That better. is much better. BlueChew.com slash Fightful. You can use the code Fightful as well. Get your first shipment free. Just pay $5 shipping. Our longest lasting sponsor. And I think you know where I'm going with that. 
They'll make sure you get the job done. Bluechew.com, code Fightful. That was all just a 20-minute segue for that ad. Pretty impressive. I don't even know where to go after that. I guess we should talk about oh. in the bank a little bit. Well, uh, yeah, yeah. John Cena came out and he's like, what if we bring Clamamania to London? And everybody went, yeah. You got a shock saying Clamania. <laughs> well, on uh, Saturday night after Money in the Bank, I you know went on the Twitter and I posted a message about the Cena promo. Uh, my post went kind of viral, did over 360,000 views. Oh, boy. And as you can imagine, Sean, some of the people agreed Jimmy, with what I said. You're old. Every time something of yours goes viral, it's people burying you because you're finger wagging. You're doing this. That's erroneous. Erroneous. Completely untrue. That's not what happened at all. Erroneous. I once, I once had an AEW wrestler say, Fuck fightful to me over something that you said. I, uh, you, and you know what I feel about that. I, I shrug about all that shit. I'll tell you what I feel about it. I need my sources trying to get those scoops for fightfulselect.com. Go ahead. So what I said on Twitter was that um, John Cena's promo essentially translated to AEW did over 65,000 tickets for all in WWE needs to one up them, but London needs to pay us. That's, that's what I suggested on Twitter. And I, and I actually agree with that. Yep. And, and so some people agreed with me and some people of course said, Oh, you don't know what the, what the hell you're talking about. And you don't know shit and blah, 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 blah. He so, doesn't know what he's talking about here. I mean, I'm, I'm not even going to, I'm not even going to jokingly bury you. Yeah. Oh, WWE, WWE wants people to bid on this stuff. And yes. sometimes when they're not willing to do that, they'll shoot themselves in the foot. I'll give you guys a little backstage information here. A lot of times when you see these local outlets just all of a sudden reporting, oh, WWE is bringing a major, major event here. That's them trying to pressure WWE into bringing an event to wherever they are. But WWE says, uh, tough titty, says the kitty. We're getting paid for this. Puerto Rico that? paid them for this. Where have I heard They're that? Their premium live events are a big, big, big deal, and they want to make their money. That's all they care about, as they yep. should. So in May, a couple of months ago, Nick Khan spoke at the J.P. Morgan Global Technology Media and Communications Conference, and one of the topics that they discussed was the fact that WWE wants countries to pay a subsidy in exchange for hosting a PLE or a premium live event. And like you talked about, um, Puerto Rico paid a reported one and a half million dollars to hold backlash there. According to Brandon Thurston from WrestleNomics, WWE received undisclosed incentives for Clash of the Castle in Wales. They received an undisclosed incentive for the Royal Rumble in San Antonio. And Orlando is reportedly going to offer them 850 grand toward a bid for the Royal Rumble in 2024. So this is what they want. And anybody that saw that Cena promo, including all you guys that shit on me in Twitter, if you saw that Cena promo and if you don't believe that that promo was politically motivated and if you don't believe that the all-in tickets had any influence whatsoever over that promo, you do not know shit about business and you don't know anything about corporate politics because that's exactly why they did it. After all-in is finished at the end of August, there is a chance that it will be the highest grossing wrestling show in the history of the UK. There's a chance. It's already going to be the highest grossing wrestling show in the history of England, 
Right now, the highest grossing in the history of Clash is, or a history of uh, the UK is Clash at the Castle, which is a bit of an $8 million gate. All in could beat it. Do you think that Nick Khan and Ari Emanuel and Vince McMahon want to see All In listed as the highest grossing show? And there's no chance that they no. want that. That is why they brought John Cena in. They did it for publicity. And that was the reason, but they want London to pay for it, or they want England to pay for it, or whoever. And let me tell you, Sean, it worked like gangbusters because BBC News ran a story about it, and they even got comments from a, a member of parliament by the name of Alex Davies Jones, who said that they were shocked by Cena's appearance. They said it got the whole place buzzing. And regarding WrestleMania coming, regarding WrestleMania going there, they said, quote, I would love for it to happen. That's why they did it. That's why they brought out John Cena. They do not want AEW to have the highest grossing show in the history of that uh, region, but they want them to pay a subsidy. They're not going to do it for nothing. That's that's reality. And, and also, beyond that, they just want a lot of money in general. Now, FightfulSelect.com had a very interesting report about this. Please subscribe. Best $5 in the business. I won't shut up about it. There isn't a mania planned there. In fact, they're finalizing their 2025 location any like, soon. FightfulSelect.com should have more on that very soon. But there was a survey taker around the, the Talent Hotel and all that where some fans were, were chilling out. And did everybody heard, call him? Did everybody call him the survey taker? Yes. Yes. <laughs> well, uh, and every time they would answer there would be a guy next to him that was like oh yes oh yes oh yes but it was for rumble and SummerSlam, hypothetically and it was a survey asking where uh the most convenient locations would be hypothetically if those events came there and it was glasgow uh manchester birmingham and london so those were the ones that were mentioned in the running there Triple H straight up said at the press conference, I kind of put me in an unenviable position because we don't know. But that was, let me tell you, that was a special promo to, to sit there and watch. Yep. It was insane. Nobody expected that. And yep. Grayson Waller coming out, FightfulSelect.com, best $5 in the business, said he was cleared earlier that day. That's good to see too. Uh, Grayson Waller loses nothing by getting AA'd by John Cena. That is his first physicality on the main roster since he's been called up. Mm -hmm. So I, I thought it worked out. Broadway Joe says if All In does 90K, is it even worth WWE doing Mania there? They can't beat that number. Also, Collision, Rampage, Rampage Dark, nothing's changed. Well, they might not be able to beat that number, but they could beat the gate for sure. Yeah, and the other thing is, is they'll bullshit the attendance anyway. It's not going to matter. Go. And, and to be honest with you, they'll bullshit the gate too. Like if they were to want run Wembley and if they were to fill it uh, the way that AEW is going to come close to, or maybe they will fill it, they'll bullshit the gate. They'll bullshit the attendance. Are they able to bullshit the gate with the, I don't know how publicly traded companies work. Well, technically no, but what they could do is they could bundle it with other shows. Yeah. Like, like uh, the money in the bank press release that came out, they bundled SmackDown with the uh, money in the bank to report 5.4 million as the combined gate. I mean, they could theoretically do that too. Cause remember they were even trying to hide crown jewel. Uh, they had it listed under, I forget the category. It was some kind of other or something like it was kind of sort of hard to find, but uh, they have to report it, but they can be smart about it or creative. 
Well, let's go ahead and talk about AEW All In because WrestleTix posted uh, yesterday available tickets 12,937. Current setup is now 87,825 because the upper decks have now been opened, Jimmy. More holds in the 100 levels have also been released. Shout out to WrestleTix. They do some incredible stuff. We, we are subscribers to their Patreon, uh, them and, and WrestleNomics, and I believe VOW as well. I'll do great work. But WrestleTix posted that the current distributed tickets, 74,888. And this was at 5 p.m. yesterday, almost 24 hours ago. So it is quite possible that they have eclipsed 75,000 tickets distributed. Now, tickets distributed are tickets that are not available. They have been provided to other people. It does not necessarily reflect a paid number as of right now. But there are 75,000 tickets distributed. There are 1,100 on resale. So there are absolute jack-offs on the internet that are like, (laughs) Tony Khan buying them all up. There are agreements in place with most venues that would prevent you from doing that, from buying up your own tickets, selling them at a markup. Um, And also, it's just not a financially feasible thing to do, Jimmy. No, and he wouldn't do that. He wouldn't do that. If if they had to, let's say that it didn't do what they thought and they drew 20,000, they would just scale it for 20,000. That's what they would have done. So I want to so, answer this guy's question. Is it fair to say right now that the elite are not draws in AEW? No, I don't think it's fair to say that anybody isn't a draw right now in AEW because right now they just drew a bunch of asses to that. Now, TV numbers, that's completely separate. I'll tell you something that I've always hated, Jimmy. 1996 happens. Shawn Michaels is a really, really good champion. He's the top performer in the company, but ratings are down and people go, it's because of Shawn. Imagine how bad those ratings would be if Shawn Michaels was not on that show. Mm. Imagine if he wasn't on the program. To me, I don't point at the guy at the top that is working his ass off and putting on good stuff. I look at a bunch of other people and say, well, it should be booked better. They should have a, a better undercard, a lot of things like that. Maybe there wouldn't be a necessity for him to be at the top, but 75,000, Jimmy. Yeah, I mean, there's no way to look at that other than saying that's a big success, and it really doesn't matter how they got there. So I I am pretty in tune with social media uh, responses, aside from the trolls, because I'm always curious what people are saying. I've seen a lot of sentiment from people living in England saying we're, we're going because we just wanted a show in Wembley. There hadn't been a show in Wembley in years and we wanted to see a show in Wembley. It's possible that a lot of people are going because they're so excited about a show in Wembley, but who gives a shit? Who, who cares what the reason is? You know what I mean? 75,000 tickets distributed. It's a, it's going to be a big success. I'm sure the roster is stoked. I'm sure. And it's something for them to look forward to, man. Like it's it's going to be a big thing. And again, going back to Cena's promo, I think that if there was no All In, if they didn't book Wembley, and if there was no All In, we probably don't see John Cena's promo at Money in the Bank. It definitely had an yeah. influence. There's no question about it. Right now, um, TNA's I think attendance record was about 8,100 from the January 2009 show. ECW's was 6,000 for Anarchy Rules. WCW, um, outside of their Tokyo Dome stuff, which you could absolutely count, but it was kind of like a, a mutual show Co-promoted, there. yeah. 
yeah, talking non-co-promoted shows was the Georgia Dome, 41,000. So we're talking about AEW blown by that by about 20,000. So in totality, they have probably passed ROH, ECW, TNA, and WCW's attendances combined right. for non-co-promoted shows. And even ROH's was a co-promoted show, the, the MSG show. That is unreal. Yeah, unreal. It's, it's a big number. It is. And uh, the haters are going to come up with all the excuses in the world. But it is it's it's you can't deny facts like this is reality and it's going to be a big success for them. And uh, kudos and to them. Kudos to Tony Khan. Wrestling tickets are hot right now. Objectively, WWE's breaking records everywhere they go at, at increased prices. They're selling out. They're doing crazy stuff. I'm loving it right now. Like it was, man, I don't know the last time I had as much fun, like hanging out just with my friends as at that SmackDown show a couple weeks ago, me and just my wife and a few of my friends went, watched the show, watched all the cool stuff happen. It was, it was a blast. Like they, they've really streamlined it a lot more since Nick Khan has stepped in, but uh, we've got a bunch of super chats and humper chats. Leave a thumbs up. We would greatly appreciate it. And he says, can you corroborate reports Roman and Cody are the tentative mania headliner with Vince Spike Cody if AEW breaks Mania 32's attendance record? I'll say this. Cody is 1 million percent team WWE. That's it. Did you see that bullshit he said about me the other day, Jimmy? Cody? He was center, He was doing an interview with Ariel Hawani. And he said, oh, my buddy. And then he stopped and he goes, well, half buddy, half not buddy. Sean Ross Sapp said that I should whine about losing at WrestleMania in a promo. And I was like, I didn't say that. I said, why wouldn't a babyface two and a half years into this title run be like, hey, why is management not doing something about this dickhead? Why is it that his family can just keep interfering in these matches? Right. Why can't y'all put me in a cage or something? That's what I said. Cody, but... <laughs> Jeremy, Jeremy, we will Lambert. isolate this, Sean. We're gonna isolate it. We'll put it on uh, on social media. No, nah, we're good. Uh, <laughs> I, I already talked to him about it. Jeremy Lambert sent me a headline though, and it said, "Brian Danielson, I love to lie. Cody Rhodes taught me how." So there you go. Um, but I don't know if that's the tentative main event, but it's the one that makes sense. We got Ke seven seven five says. Do you know if there are plans for Johnny Gargano and or Candice? Seems pretty weird to bring them back and job them out or not use them. There were. I don't know if there still are, but there absolutely were. And there were some really good plans. FightfulSelect.com will have more on that. But um, I know a lot of people look at the Vince thing and they're like, oh, well, must be why. No, Vince was always kind of fond of Johnny Gargano, uh, from my understanding, and made it known that he should come back there. Candice LeRae was dead in the water from her debut. Um, <laughs> having her debut in Edmonton, Alberta, Canada, a, a market where they had no clue who she was. That was a big mistake. It was a big uh, miscalculation by Triple H. And her booking since then, it just hasn't been. It's been underwhelming. I mean, what can you say? Yeah. Daniel says, hi, Sean. John Cena was squashed a few years ago. Who's an AEW star who's benefit, sorry to benefit from being squashed? Ooh. You're talking about the Cena Brock squash, I guess? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, C CM Punk has been squashed. MJF has been squashed. Um, I feel like at some point, Kenny Omega, because 
Kenny is very good about making you think that he's broken down physically. I think seeing him get squashed would be a big shocker. It would be very, very surprising. I agree. Um, Moxley. I feel Moxley, maybe Jade down the line. If somebody squashed her, it would make them. Yeah. Taya kind of did or not Taya. Um, nah, Chris Statlander um, a little yeah, bit. Kind of. But I mean, like, not fresh. like yeah, fresh. beaten quick. And I yeah. don't mean beaten quick. I mean, like, their ass got whipped. Yeah. 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 Moxley, I think, would be a surprise. I think. Yeah. Christian Hernandez says, Sean, I'm going to be in a SummerSlam Detroit. Any chance I can take a picture with you? Yeah, I'll be there. I'm very, I'm actually very excited for that travel. I was telling Jimmy before, I'll be there within two hours of leaving my house, probably. So very, very excited about that. Uh, is it, uh, no, that one we've already read. Rock Hard Joel Wood says, if it's Mania for two nights, they'll do 60, 70 each night, and that would blow the AEW gate. It's about the attraction. He's right. I mean, yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, if they did, if they did 70 to 75 one night, it might blow the AEW gate because WWE yeah. is a very expensive ticket right now. Yeah, but that'd be an easy way for them, even if they fall short on attendance. And the other thing that WWE's done in the past is they count everybody in the building, including like ticket takers and concessions. And yeah. they've done that before, too. They'd find a way to, to get themselves up there. Garmin Rose says, talk of all in on TV fight or an AEW UK wide tour. I think that AEW is doing the smart thing right now. They are letting you believe or think that if you want to see AEW in the UK, you better go to this show. That's why I wouldn't announce anything else. Don't give them an opportunity to think you can take your kids to see something else. This is the one. Uh, there are ongoing talks about where it is. Uh, Adrian Wells, our good friend, always so generous with the Super Chats. He also hands out a lot of uh, YouTube memberships. I need to upload or uh, post a video. We've been posting a lot of like behind-the-scenes videos, some lost footage, a lot of stuff like that that uh, a lot of people don't see. But a big thank you to Adrian. Uh, your, your the support of you guys is what keeps us going on here. Alien Love says, "What's the deal with Theory right now? Feels like he's in a weird holding period with him versus other champions having more prominent TV. Also, uh, more British tating TV will be kind to you, Sean. I'll watch some of it if we can review it. <laughs> uh, but Theory has had the most forgettable U.S. title reign, Jimmy. And yeah. Alien Love spent some good money on this. A good ten dollars super chat. Thank you. So I want to talk about this. I posted today." He's got the longest U.S. title reign since Dean Ambrose, John Moxley, which was also a very terrible reign, Jimmy. Um, th this has become an afterthought. It absolutely yep. shouldn't be an afterthought. It's a real bummer. It is. And, and, you know, in a way, I feel for the guy because John Cena was a prophet in, in their Raw promo. Uh, if you go back and watch it, Cena said, if you win, uh, what the hell pay-per-view WrestleMania, he said, if you win at WrestleMania, you're still going to fail or something because then you can't rely on me the next night. You have to go out and do it again, whatever that's he's right. I mean, they have fed everybody. You cannot say that Austin theory has not been given an opportunity. They fed him everybody. Yeah. They fed him edge. They fed him John Cena at WrestleMania. They have put him over everybody. He's not connecting and he hasn't connected. And I don't know what the reason is, man, but he, he needs something he needs. Maybe he's got to be part of a faction. Maybe he needs a manager, something he's not connecting. I think the only thing that you can do is you go with a hot hand. You go with LA Knight. LA Knight beats Austin theory at SummerSlam for the U S title. And then you can start the rise of LA Knight because Austin Theory, as he's currently being presented, is not connecting. And he really never has. And so uh, they have to do something to change his presentation. Michael Luna says, do you think 
do you two think All In sells out if they announce Osprey Omega 3? I think that by the time they would announce that, it would. We're still, God, seven, eight weeks away from, from All In. Let me look. Three, four, End of five, August, six, yeah. seven and a half weeks away. They've got a lot of things. They haven't announced a single match. Yeah. Like MJF and Adam Cole is still going on right now. Like, yeah, we don't know what Soraya is going to do there. We don't know it, Jamie Hader. They're hoping she'd be back so she could chase the title. We don't know what anybody's going to do there. And that's that's the thing. They've already distributed 75,000 tickets without announcing a thing. Yeah, yeah. I still am kind of holding out hope for CM Punk and uh, Kenny Omega. And I know it might be what you're thinking. That'd, be, that'd sell it out. And that's the dream match. Like, if you look at AEW right now, and if you think about what kind of dream matches are there, that's the dream match. I don't know if there is any other one. So uh, I, I'm holding out hope for that still. Indeed. Uh, we've got Fight Fans TV saying, Cody loves lying. He nearly cost me my first writing job telling me Ryback thought that Terminator 2 wasn't a sequel, and I reported it! <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God. I love that. I love that. Uh, <laughs> do you think that AEW should have a major stadium show per year? Basically create their version of mania Starcade, where, you know, it's the biggest of the year. What do you think about that, Jimmy? I think it depends on the, on the location. I think that Wembley. And again, I don't want to discredit AEW success because they deserve full, full marks and full props. But I do, I do think one of the reasons that they've sold is the tickets they've sold again is because a lot of people are so excited about a wrestling show at Wembley. You can't do that twice. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. there are certain markets where AEW, I think they've they've kind of burned them out. Quite frankly, like I think that if they let's say that they did the Sky Dome in Toronto or Rogers Center in Toronto, I don't think AEW is going to draw sixty thousand people to the Sky Dome in Toronto. If they did the the new football stadium in Vegas. Uh, I don't know if they would sell that out, you know, because they've run the town so often. If they can find markets that are not, they don't book too many shows in those markets, then I think they have a shot. They have a shot at, uh, at drawing a good house. And I'm sure they have all the data. I know Tony Khan is a detail-oriented guy. He's probably got data on this stuff. So whatever markets they do well in, why not? Why not? But I sure as hell wouldn't do a stadium show in Chicago or Vegas or Toronto. FightfulSelect.com, by the way, quick plug. We have a bunch of news on there today. And right after this show, we're going to be on the list goes on. But we have news on uh, Triple H, why he wasn't at Raw this week, when he'll be back, and who was running the show. Also, an AEW wrestler that was recently moved to a full-time contract. We had news on Harley Cameron getting bumped up to that last week. We're going to have more uh, today on FightfulSelect.com. Best $5 in the business. Also, my Q&A show returns this week. And here's the benefit. If you guys have any questions about these stories, you can drop them in the comments there, and I answer them as best I can, as opposed to dealing with you know, some of the less responsible aggregators out there that kind of twist some things. Would Goldberg be the thing to sell out for All In? I don't know if he would necessarily move tickets that much, Jimmy. Yeah. I don't. I, I mean, they're at the point where they're about, what, 12,000 off capacity currently, right? And we still have eight weeks to go. They're they're going to be fine regardless. I don't think Goldberg is going to move a ton of tickets. Maybe he'd move some. But then who do you put him in the ring with? We saw at the end of his WWE run how limited he is. Who are you going to put him in the ring with, Sean? Can you imagine Goldberg sting, Sean? Can you imagine? 
Oh, it'd be terrible. Even oh. though they had a great match back in the day. Yeah. Uh, he did tell Wardlow that they would make a lot of money together one day. I don't know if Wardlow's ready for him. I don't know if he's. Uh, um... Yeah, he's ready for him. I mean, Wardlow's Wardlow would be. I think that would do well off Buzz. Wardlow is excellent in the ring. Ryan says, "Hey, Sean, I've noticed WWE performers using terms like wrestling and pro wrestling on Twitter and in interviews when they used to be forbidden. Has WWE relaxed that rule? Yes, they absolutely have. They had since Vince had uh, retired, so to speak. It stopped becoming a dirty word. A lot of those tropes went away. Then that old dumb bastard forced his way back in and." Had everybody on edge, and a lot of them just kind of stopped doing it. I did notice that they still say WWE Universe. They yeah, say but that. I mean, that is that is a branding thing, though, for them. Okay. Daniel says, besides Osprey and Sabre Jr., could you see other, any other non-AEW wrestlers fighting it all in? I think those are the two that make the most sense. I think that if the grizzled young vets would have got their release from NXT, they would have probably been facing uh, FTR. But other than that, that's who I expect. I think you got to go with Harry Smith. You have to. I would love that if they had not him in like to. a battle royal at the start. Yeah, got to do something. Cool. And and I I think people too might have missed. Uh, there were a couple of power slams that we saw, kind of an ode to Davy. Oh, I Smith. saw it. Yeah, I saw it. Yeah. So. Yeah, I certainly did. Redmond Survivor says, "Any word on Mercedes for the AEW Boston show? Not yet. I'm asking every single day, though, my friends. Every day, I am asking. Mister Acosta says, "Did the allure of collision wear off already? Certainly seems like it, Jimmy." Uh, those numbers Let's have talk dropped. About it. Yeah, let's go ahead and talk about this. They dipped under 500,000. Yeah. Not so good. When you were away, I had good old Chris Van Vliet on this podcast, and we talked about this very topic, about AEW collision numbers, and about how after week two, a lot of the AEW haters were already writing their eulogies. You know what I mean? After week two of collision. And I wanted to provide a dose of reality and just say it's way too early. Like the TNT's not pulling the plug after two or three weeks give it like six months let the show settle in people are creatures of habit when it comes to viewership give it six months and see where it's at now it is true that this past saturday that there's no sugarcoating the number it's not a good number Four hundred fifty-two thousand viewers and a 0.13 rating in the 1849 demo and brandon thurston pointed something out on twitter that's pretty important i think when you look back to what TNT used to air on Saturday in primetime before Collision started, they used to air movie reruns, which are very cheap to air. And they probably own a lot of them, probably. Those movies, a lot of them did higher viewership and did a better key demo rating than what Collision is doing right now. And they're way, way cheaper to air. And so six months from now, if Collision is doing what they're doing right now, that's going to be a big problem. And, and then we might run into issues where they might want to look at canceling the show or, or, or changing the show three weeks in, I wouldn't be too concerned about it yet. I think you got to give it time. Yeah. You got to give it time. Um, it was so a few things, holiday weekend, same day as the WDB pay-per-view, a lot of stuff, not, not up against it, but we'll see how it goes. Um, but it ain't good. No. It certainly ain't good. No, it's not. It's not. But it's early. Like, I, I I, just think, I mean, you have to remember the XFL season one, the drop off was so bad that NBC was having to do all of these make goods with sponsors because of what they had promised them. Yep. And they still kept it going until I think toward the end of the season. And then they moved it to cable for the rest of the season. Yeah, but uh, no, they're they're not going anywhere for a while. Warner Brothers Discovery, I think, is pretty committed to AEW. So uh, they'll give it they'll give it some time yet. 
SAS says it can't be a coincidence. The payback PLE is coming back after SummerSlam. Do you think something big will happen with Bloodline this, that during that time? Fatal four-way and solo wins based on his interaction with Roman at Money in the Bank. Well, at this point, Roman needs to defend the goddamn championship. He needs to defend the championship at SummerSlam. I think it's probably going to be against Jey Uso because he got pinned, which was incredible to see live, Jimmy. I bet. What a moment. Right called a main event that show, by the way. I've said this on the air, Jimmy. I've mentioned that MJF wrestles like it's a 1991-1993 WCW Saturday Night match, and it's a good thing. Like, he'll grab the ropes in an abdominal stretch, things that nobody does anymore. A lot of people in WWE don't work to the crowd and respond to the crowd and stuff like that because they're not allowed to. Roman can do anything that he wants. If he wants to look directly at the camera in the middle of a match, he's going to do it. It was... So good. So good. The right call. I think Jay Uso beating Roman, the first person to beat him, is good because Roman's about to beat him at SummerSlam in, in that and get his win back. But Jay's always going to have that moment. It's going to be historic. I agree. I think we could head towards a, a fatal four way. Um, but I don't know. I mean, I think you mean for the title? Is, you mean for the title? No, no, not a fatal four way for the title. Absolutely not. But um, I think there could be. They could just do it without the title, knowing WWE. But yeah, because Solo's not winning the title. I mean, the guy no, has never going to win the title. No, 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 no. No. Yeah, but I don't think that the payback PLE has anything to do with that specifically. But I mean, maybe I'm wrong. It's possible. I guess we're not going to know until they start announcing that card because it, it does make sense, you know. Especially yeah. if Solo and Roman end up splitting, kind of makes sense. I think I think Jeremy might be at that one. We might try to get him approved for media because that's in Pittsburgh. Not a bad one, but. Um, wherever the hell the show is at in October, I mean, whatever it's called in October, I'm going to that one, Indianapolis. Man, I'm a multiple-time Quizzlemania champion, and I don't even know the name of the pay-per-view in four months. But, uh, yeah, I'm going to Indianapolis. I'm excited for that. Can't wait for Denise to send me a message and be like, hey, we're renewing our vows the next day. Oh. So even though you can drive to work, you got to fly out to L.A. Oh, shit. Okay. She's not really. Really. <laughs> but she screwed me I over say, because pretty soon pretty soon i i got to drive to nashville for work last year for SummerSlam, and i was like hell yeah but denise's wedding was the next day so i had to fly from nashville to la back to nashville but uh guys get in your super chats get in your humper chats we still have a few minutes left then i got lots go of more stuff. the list goes on we got yeah, the list absolutely. goes on today too uh, we got to talk about LA night. Maybe this will be the last big topic because I got Let's several points it. on it. So Good first, God, that guy was over Jimmy and he's been over. He's been over. So yeah. the first, first thing I want to ask you, I understand the choice of Damian priest for money in the bank. I get it uh, for a lot of reasons. You know, priest is a raw guy. LA Knight is a SmackDown guy. Roman Reigns is not losing the title anytime soon. So it makes more sense to kind of plug Damian priest into a storyline with Seth Rollins. I get it logistically, at the same time, though, I think that if you disappoint the crowd too many times, they're going to start to give up hope. What was your thoughts on L.A. Knight uh, not winning Money in the Bank? I don't think he needs it. I really don't think he needs it. I understand why Logan Paul didn't. I saw a situation where Logan Paul could have won Money in the Bank, won the title, defended it at SummerSlam against Seth. But... I don't think L.A. needs it. He's going to be mega over no matter what. And um, he's got to win, though. 
because he, he's not he winning. Does, he's got to he's got to win, and they got to yeah. stop putting him in there with other baby faces. It's not doing other baby faces any favors. Stop making him a heel. Stop. Yes. It. Yes. He's got to win. That, I'm not. And by that, I'm not talking about the stuff he says because people go, oh, well, that's what got him over. No, beating Santos Escobar's ass after a match didn't get him over. I agree. Him talking and going, yeah, got him over. I agree. That's what got him over. He's very charismatic. Him attacking Rey Mysterio after the bell did not get him over. It's not what happened. So just let him be him and bury bad, shitty. You know who I would love to have seen him work? Him and Dominic would have been very good. Wow. Pro, Can you imagine the, pro, the promo stuff there would have been really good. What a reaction. What a reaction. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, I got to ask you about the Kevin Nash thing. So I love Kevin Nash, man. I love Kevin Nash. I I'm not a big podcast guy, but I always check out clips from uh, Kevin Nash's podcast. Click this, but yeah. I dis- disagree with him on this one. So Kevin Nash on his podcast on Monday, kind of crapped on LA Knight. He said that LA Knight is a ripoff of the rock and there's nothing original there. And I was surprised to hear that from an old school guy like Kevin Nash, because Kevin Nash isn't stupid and and he knows the history of wrestling. Some of the biggest stars in the history of the business borrowed elements from other performers. Hulk Hogan borrowed a lot of stuff from Austin Idol, from Dusty Rose, from superstar Billy Graham. Ric Flair borrowed a lot from Buddy Rogers, including his name and from Dusty Rhodes, and from superstar Billy Graham. Nash's buddy Scott Hall became famous as Razor Ramon, which was a direct emulation of Scarface. And yep. so I was surprised that Nash would, would criticize LA Knight in that way. And I don't agree with it. What are your thoughts on Kevin Nash's uh, take on LA Knight? I was surprised to hear him say it. And I've got all the respect in the world for Kevin Nash. I think he's one of the smartest guys in wrestling history, but yeah, I mean, so much of, of so many people are borrowed from everybody else. And I I thought LA Knight handled it in a really classy way. He was like, you know what? I grew up listening to those guys, listening to their speech patterns. So naturally, it's going to probably develop in me. He's like, and if I'm even getting compared or brought up to them in any capacity, well, that's probably a good thing. So I got a lot of respect for how LA Knight handled it. You know what? It's Kevin Nash's opinion. And I don't, you know, I'm not one of those guys that's going to get all rattled over somebody's opinion like yeah, that, especially somebody that, that has been around quite as much. But I was... I was a little bummed to hear that, but not everybody's going to like everybody else. But I, I am with you. I think that a lot of people borrow from one another. For sure. And Hunter was even asked about LA Knight at the media scrum. Uh, and he basically said, he basically was pleading patience. He said, you know, good things come to those who wait. So do you think the direction, because I, I saw a clip from a house show recently, and I don't know what, what day and I don't know what town, but I saw a clip from a house show. LA Knight and Austin Theory were in the ring together. So I think it's going to be LA Knight and Austin Theory at SummerSlam for the U.S. title. Do you think that's where they're going? It should be, and he should win that U.S. title. I think so, Without too. a doubt. Without a doubt. We've got some super chats. Alex Fitzgerald said, what do you think about AEW putting future all-in shows markets outside of U.S.? Mexico would be a cool with all the Lucha wrestlers they have. The gate number would probably – that would be a tough one to, to justify there. It, I mean – got TV. I th- I think they could do a big show in Mexico without a doubt. I think that would be very, very cool. I don't know about all in there, but I think they could kind of do their own show there. They got to really go with the markets that they haven't already kind of bled dry. Like they really, and there's, there's so much territory they haven't covered. They have lots of ground to cover. Tristis says, Sean, you coming to collision in Lexington, August 19th, just bought my tickets. Going to make a weekend out of that. 
and high school football game in Louisville. Yep, uh, me and five other people are actually going to that. I'm hoping to do some interviews here in the studio uh, that week. But yeah, it's three miles from my house. I'll be there. I'll, I will go to any wrestling show at Rep Arena. Uh, Hell, I'll Sean's just going to walk there, Sean. Just walk I there. I could. I walked uh, 55 miles last week uh, around London. <laughs> Very random. Any idea on how the green shirt guy gets the same seat at WDB and AEW shows in the front row? It's logistically impossible. So I saw somebody say, I, I've looked into this. I saw somebody say, oh, well, he wants to say kind of under the radar. And I'm like, no, he doesn't. He wears the same shirt to every show. Like, I'm not one of those people that gets upset over, oh, my God, they want to be the star of the show. I don't give a <laughs> shit what the guy wears. But if you wear the same thing to every show, it's very clear you want to get noticed for wearing that thing and there's nothing wrong with that to each their own um in order to get that seat every single time you gotta know somebody you gotta know somebody is that the brock lesnar guy you're talking about the guy no, that no, no, brock no, no, lesnar no. guy he's in a green shirt with a little smiley face on there seems like a nice fella all of them do ryan says any updates on bray wyatt I don't think Waller mentioning the Fiend on Saturday was a coincidence. Hearing rumors about a possible feud with Edge, what do you think? Oh boy, a supernatural feud between Edge and Bray Wyatt. Just what I need. Oh yeah. Um, just what Edge needs too. Just what Edge needs too. Yeah. Uh, I'll ask more about Bray Wyatt. It's been very, very quiet on that front. But the the thing is, unless I really poke and prod about it, um, I don't really hear a lot about Bray. The Drew stuff I was kind of tipped off on because those people got all eerily quiet, and it's not usually the case. But uh, yeah, man, it's. What did you think of the scrum feed? What Hunter said in the scrum about Drew and the dirt sheets, and what did you think of that? Well, I mean, WWE confirmed to us the contract situation. We never reported there were creative issues. We said that creative was important for Drew McIntyre, and it is uh, because I know there had been pitches for like heel stuff, but. They still haven't hammered out a new deal. So I don't know what Triple H is talking about. I don't think Triple H is exactly reading the sheets all the time. So I'm sure the things that register with him the most are the things that are untrue. But also, he has been at the center of a situation where a lot of people have been lying about it for a long time. Jimmy, do you remember when I I posted that story about Vince being back in creative? Mm -hmm. And I got shit on really, really hard for it in like February or March. People were really mad. They're like, you're just saying this to get clicks. Nope. He was back. So uh, I don't know. I it's, it's really tough to quantify that because I do like, I, I take a great sense of pride in our work and how fun we have doing it. So when somebody blanket statements it like that, mm-hmm. he did say 75% of it. Well, you can count on one hand, the number of things that we've got wrong and not been able to explain. And for some people, there, there's that many things in one post. But I don't think it, it benefits him to lend less credibility to what we do in case something poor comes out there. However, the other outlets that WWE has uh, a little more of a hold on, that's who they feed the stuff to. But eh, I don't know. I could do a full show on that, but I won't bore people with the details. Huh. But Jimmy. We're going to head over to the list goes on. Let's do it, man. Let's go. I got a lot lot more topics for you. Till next time, guys, we're out. 
Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.